tremendous looking trophy. Welcome to number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name is John Blunt. Joining me, as always, Ashley Hogley. Hey, John. Excited to be here and excited to tell you that God of Le- God of War's leaking. Don't stay off of the internet. That's right. Just listen to Platinum Explosion to when you would have been scrolling Twitter. I know. The, are you Start impl- from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you implying that people always listen to the show like while scrolling Twitter or like what's the No, th- this is they should pay full attention to Right, oh, so pay full attention to the video version and stop scrolling Twitter. Yeah. Okay, good. That way bit. you won't be spoiled. Yes, good bit. Good bit. Uh uh this week in the trophy cabinet platinum god of war previews everywhere there's things everywhere um you're probably not going to have it spoiled for you other than if you are looking at that one person's twitter account and so just quickly in case you don't know there are those are those famous last words you know on reddit too um yeah in case you don't know i'm sure they'll be spread everywhere before you know it it's like check out these new images from god of war ragnarok they're all over Gaming Leaks Reddit is where they've ended up. So Sony, I believe, has pulled them from or got them off Twitter. But now they're in, out there and open. So, yeah, look, unfortunately, uh, the game's what? When's it coming out? The ninth, right? What's that? Two weeks? Yeah. It's like two weeks. Yeah. So you, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately have to dodge spoilers for two weeks. So, look, and I don't, I don't want to speak too bad because... It seems very weird. This so for uh, look, I'm obviously not going to tell you what was in the pictures or anything like that. But the pictures were just being posted with the the hashtag PS uh, PS4 share or whatever PS5 share, whatever it is um, that comes up. Yeah. So it's almost like they were automated, and this person forgot that their Twitter account. I don't know, like. It just seems very weird because there was just a lot of screenshots just getting posted. You know what I mean? There was no context at all yeah. to to anything. So. Um, I'll put it this way. If this person has done this on purpose, um, you know, obviously, fuck you. I hope <laughs> I hope uh, you don't get review codes anymore. If it's by accident, I kind of feel bad for them because if I ever did something like this, like accidentally activated auto-posting and started posting, you know what I mean? Like, I would feel... Yeah. I would be... Terrible. Uh, yeah, I'd be, like, tweeting out apologies left, right, and center and... Like emailing Sony or whoever, I'd be like, I'm sorry, please. How did nobody notice? Who? It must be an independent person. You know what I mean? I assume that would be that, the only thing I can think yeah. of. It's like unless they just notice, not noticing, as their phone is blowing up uh, with like people on Twitter like following them and going. It's it's almost like the t- it's, it's almost crazy. like love God of War. Yeah, but it's almost like that Twitter account was made solely to post so they could just grab screenshots off it. Like, it wasn't uh, their so main it's not, one. It's not a public, it's not like a... No. No, not 100 followers or something. Yeah, yeah like, it's 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 odd, is what it is. Um, All right, God of War, though. Your boy's been playing it. Woo! Have you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got, I got the, I got the second round. Um, I got the, I got the big old, uh... Everyone else got it. See, I didn't. I didn't, didn't see the email come through. So I was, I was fucking quick. I was, it popped. It popped up. Um, what it? The, so the the uh, whenever their preview embargo broke, like, like let's say the preview embargo broke at like six a.m. in the morning. I can't remember what time. Say it came through like five hours before that. So it was like, hey, the preview embargo is 
up in a couple hours or whatever. Here's your code. You know what I mean? It was yeah, like there it is. Yeah, there email. <laughs> Something right at the top. Work. I didn't see it there. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't know if I should uh, prep you coming in, but the. I mean, the show no, notes says fine. the show notes says PS Gaming got a war. I'm like, oh, I guess uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to talk about everybody else's preview coverage. No, no, talk about mine. Um, so well, I. <laughs> I don't honestly I don't know how much I want to talk about it because it's odd. So the pre the embargo PlayStation has slash Sony's given to everyone for like how much they can talk about. It's either gonna be it's somewhere between I would say the first I don't know, maybe like five to seven ish hours of the game, depending on like if you're fucking. So what you're out. saying is it's longer than five to seven hours. Yes, correct. Exclusive. Exclusive. Mind blown. Um, it's a it's a rather big um chunk of time, but oh, it well it it both feels like a big chunk of gameplay, but also at the same time the game also feels like it's still got like a fuck ton left. Like it's it's mm. it's both a lot, but not at the same time. So obviously, I just said on like you know dodge spoilers on Twitter. I'm not going to bother really talking about any of the story stuff here. I don't know if other podcast preview articles have touched on more of the story story stuff. The the most I'll sort of say is like because this obviously this is a game where people care more about the story than I feel the gameplay. People like are, are coming into it for the story between um, mm. Kratos and Atreus. All I'll say is, like, the setup is it starts, I think it's three years later, like, roughly something like that, I think is uh, right. Um, and, it had, like, the setup is literally, the setup to the game is literally, they've been training. Like, Kratos and Atreus mm. are training. They know that one day Odin, Thor, like, they're coming. Like, one day they can, they can only sort of uh, try and escape from their... Uh, what's coming for them eventually because of the events of the first game. So they've been training. Um, they also have Freya that's still out to get them everywhere for the uh, trying to get revenge for Boulder and all that sort of stuff. So the, the setup is literally Kratos and <laughs> Atreus are still living in the same home. They've managed to like get a sort of protective spell around it to keep people out. But they know that eventually Freya, Thor, Odin, so, like something's going to go wrong and... Mm. Um, they're going to come from, and not really a spoiler, but guess what? Something goes wrong. <laughs> that's, that's a that's the spoiler. So yes, you, do, you you do see, and look, there are like the the day that preview coverage dropped, um, PlayStation published some um, new screenshots for the game. All of those screenshots are from within what people are allowed to talk about. So yes, obviously you do see you meet Thor within the first like five hours game. I'm not going to say how that interaction goes down or anything like that, but. Um, like, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'll say that my, <laughs> I was going to come into this with my one big pitch. This game at some point, so I'm done talking about story at this point, basically. Okay. This game, as you, as you know, God of War 1, I thought it was good. Uh, like, it's a really good game. I'd probably given it like a eight. Eight and a half tops. You didn't love it like other people. No, loved like it. Uh, but it sounds so bad because I'm like, I'd give it like an eight, eight and a half. Oh, so low score, Dylan. Why didn't you give it ten? You know what I mean? Um, I feel like I'm so far liking this game like way more than the first one. Like, Ooh. I feel like the majority of the problems I have, and I'm going to sum it up. Caving to the public opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Suddenly I'm a big fan once they send me it for free. You know what I mean? Um, they... Um, there is a scene, or not, there's a moment, like a, a gameplay sequence early in this game, 
where <laughs> I nearly spat it though, because you're in like a train and like you're going along these tracks or whatever. No, it's like a pushcart, so it's not really a train. Oh. It's just like a pushcart. Like I'm not saying it's something a steampunk called walk it. And that's pushcart thing. And anyway, you get attacked by enemies, and then um, as you like, sort of uh, Kratos and Atreus fall out. There's suddenly a fucking troll there, and he's right in front of Kratos' face, and I go, <laughs> no. <laughs> The fucking trolls! The fuck- I was like, I was like ready to save this clip. Come on here, like, guess what, Ash? Did my first fucking troll mini boss fight. But guess what happened? I didn't even get to take control. Got a- Kratos cuts this motherfucker's head straight off, and then you go and fight off enemies instead. I was like, they did it for me. They- they've been listeners of the podcast. They were like, the-, the troll shows up, they're like, you don't have to fight him. Go on. <laughs> so what you're saying, Dylan? They did a troll troll. They did a troll troll. That's correct. So they can you spoil me. how many? They trolled you with the troll. Yeah. Uh, can you confirm? Do you want to spoil if you've had any of the troll encounters? Troll encounters? Just the one. That's it. I haven't had to Just fight any trolls. You heard it here first. There's, as far as Platinum Explosion uh, exclusives for God of War Ragnarok goes, zero troll fights. One troll encounter cinematic dealt with. <laughs> I don't want to fight any more of them. I've done my duty, sirs. I've fought a million of them. Fucking stupid multicolored trolls. Sick of them. Get out of my life. Um, combat feels uh, really good. A lot better than the first one. So the main, the, well, it's the thing. I can see here's what's going to happen. This game's going to come out for, for, for people like me who weren't like 10 out of 10 best game ever made. Um, mm-hmm. had some like small issues and stuff. I feel like the reason I'm sort of really enjoying this a lot, one a lot more is because it's uh, irritative. Iterative. Iterative. Yes. Iterative. Um, yes. So it's it's just building upon the foundation of the first game, of course. So to me, that's fantastic for someone who had room for uh, for things to be fixed up and expand upon and, and all these other things. What I can see happening because of this, though, is that people who already thought the first game was 10 out of 10 amazing possibly going to come into this one and be disappointed because it's not the same mind-blowing... Uh, you know, like you play God of War, the 2018 one for the first time, and it's so different to everything else before it. Uh, so that was like a big part of the the wow factor. But that's not the same for this. This is, you know, this is this is a sequel to that. This is building upon that. So um, the same can be said for the combat. I mean, you have, you don't have the the long build up uh, to eventually Kratos getting the blade to chaos like you do in the first game. Of course, you have access to the the axe and the the blades in this first game straight away so that's um so straight away you can you can switch it up and it's very similar in which you can upgrade these things and whatever else but there's a lot more animations and stuff so i was actually reading i never i never clicked onto this but it it actually makes sense so in the first game because of course the majority of it you only have the the axe all the finishing moves even if you have the the blades out in that game and you go to do a finishing move he switches back to the axe he never actually uses the the blades or the the blades of chaos but in this game, you've got finishing moves for the blade. You've got finishing moves for the for the axe. And like, if you love some bloody gory cutting, you know, enemies in half and all that sort of stuff that you you used to in a God of War game, there's a I haven't seen the same one twice yet. I don't feel <laughs> there's a whole bunch of sick ass finishing moves. Um, you get a sh- the shield thing was obviously a, a thing they talked about. Um, early in the game, Kratos sort of gets the uh, gets like the shield pan- uh, expanded upon and. 
uh, built upon. I feel like maybe it's going to expand more as the game progresses. I just get an inkling it's going to be part of the the main, maybe a big part of the game. I don't know. I could be wrong. But um, the other thing that makes this game feel a lot better is the, what would you call it? Like sort of, I feel like, so in the first game, and again, this is probably due to the fact it was the, the majority of that game you're playing with just the the axe. All the combat areas are like arenas, I guess. Like there's no verticality to them and everything. And I think we discussed this whenever they've released. Remember that they released like the, the small gameplay videos and like yeah. um, there's enemies up on the higher ledges and Kratos is like, you know, grabbing, pulling himself up those with the blades of chaos. And then once he gets up there, he's coming, um, he's attacking enemies up there. And then he's jumping down from there to attack enemies. Like the, the combat and the, the areas in which you're fighting in just feel a lot more open. And, uh, there's a lot more going on. It's not just, Oh, Hey, you're surrounded by like five goons around you. There's enemies early in the game that would like, they're clinging to the side of walls and they're like spitting stupid acid shit from you there that, yeah. And then you'll have ones above you on a different ledge. So you're not just, you got to be like really aware of like your surroundings and what's going on around everywhere. And it feels pretty sick when you, you know, like you, you can do the juggling combos where you do like R2 with the ax, you hit an enemy up into the air, you start pummeling, like comboing them while they're in the air. You still do the thing where Trius, you press uh, square to command him to like do his uh, arrow attacks and stuff like that. So you like combo this enemy in the air, you suddenly turn to your left, you see an enemy up there, you, you use the chains, pull yourself up there, you whack the living shit out of that with a. Um, whatever then you can turn around you can switch to the the change you can literally grab a an enemy that's floating like these fucking flying things in the air you can grab those pull like it just feels a lot more it feels more like playing a fucking um like a doom game to me at some point with the like mm. like from the outset just having more both weapons the combo moves uh and all that sort of stuff and you still have the stuff like you did in the first game where you get skill points, of course, you can upgrade abilities, but then you also get, I can't remember actually what they're officially called, but like the runestone things. So then like, uh, it's like L1, R1 or whatever, like activates different attacks. So, and, and those go on cooldown. And so you, you could use one with the axe and then the one on the chains is not on cooldown. So you can quickly combo into that. Um, there's other things where some enemies are, they introduced this very early in the game. There's some enemies that are like weak to fire attacks. So that's like the chains, chains are f fire things. Other enemies may be weak to ice. So you can switch the axe. So it, from the outset, just having both the weapons, it feels like the whole game's combat's just been built a lot more around switching up and, um, using them both, which, um, I think makes it, yeah, feel a lot better than the first, like as I didn't, the, the first game's combat is really good. But it was like the so, sort of slower paced, I guess, because it was built around having the the axe for the what eight tenths of the game. I don't know when the like. I feel like it's not even three like a bit over. When, when do you get the chains? Like way towards the end. Uh, of the game. I feel like no, I'd say like maybe two thirds of the way through. Mm -hmm. So still, obviously, a big chunk of that game is without it. Without, yeah. yeah. Um. Now, uh, now, not story wise. But I will just touch on the thing. Um, so as I thought the relationship between Atreus and Kratos was like, I got what they were going for in the first game. You know, the whole sort of Kratos is this sort of distant father. He's this, he's very much manly, you know, like grunt boy, all this sort of thing. Yet he's trying to be this, this father figure. I think 
uh, and it it was fine. I got it. It didn't hit any soft spots for me. I didn't really like fall in love with that relationship. Their relationship in this game, I'm that's because you're not dead. That's it's all about that. This the relationship in this game is, uh, I think, working so much better for me. That and again, I'm not like going into spoilers or story reasons, but there's just so many times where, especially because Atreus is three years older, so I, I don't. I don't know. Do you ever get an age for him? Because I feel like he like he's a teenager here. I guess is like what I would. I don't know how old. I he would is, say but, so, based yeah. on the age of uh, the actor who plays the tracks. Yeah, and there was like <laughs> stories that they had to go back and actually fix voice lines because his voice broke or <laughs> whatever or something like that, or changed as he yeah. got older as I was recording. But um, so he's like a teenager here, um, and he's definitely a lot more like he has his own opinions of things. He's in the three years between the two games. He's like being trying to do more research about his own lineage, about um, his mother's lineage, you know, like all these sorts of things. Like he, he's very much his own person and Kratos is definitely still somewhat protective of him and uh, wants, you know, it doesn't want him to die or anything like that, but he more or less just lets him Atreus like lead him through decisions and he'll just like question him and like sort of ask him moral dilemmas or like, you know, tell, he'll tell him off at certain times, but there's also scenes where Atreus will be talking to, I think there's a scene very early in the game where um, the two, you know, the two uh, dwarves from the first game that like upgrade all your, um, I can't remember their names, but the two dwarves that upgrade all your stuff in the first game, they're, they're back, of course, that's not a spoiler. Um, and then like the first time you bump into them, like Atreus has talked to them and he's upgrading um one of them's upgrading Atreus's bow or whatever, and Kratos is just sort of in the background, and you can almost feel like he's just like watching with a a proud sense of fatherly love. Like it's almost like there's like a slight smile there. Like he's he's not participating in the conversation at all, or even having a word. He doesn't like boy. He doesn't grunt. He's just literally watching as Atreus sort of does everything. So I feel like the dynamic is very different in this game to to the first one, but it feels very much like obviously. You could, I would never tell someone to play this game as much as um, I'm so far, I think I'm like eight hours in now or something. Like I'm, I'm past like, I'm, I'm past the point of where I could tell you about, but obviously um, the, I'm enjoying it so much more than the first game as someone, like, again, I did think the first game was good, fucking hell. But I would never tell someone to play this one without playing the first one. Cause I feel like your, their relationship is, and like having this sense uh, and all these things I'm thinking about as I'm playing it, that's all reliant on you understanding what they went through in the first game. There is a thing in the main menu, um, like, you know, new new game, continue all that stuff. They have a God of War recap. It's okay. It's very short. I would say if you are feeling like you haven't, like you can't remember everything that happened in the first game. If I you would, haven't done a replay, then, you know. Yeah, I would find a YouTuber who probably has like a 20-minute one or, you know, something maybe a bit more in-depth or something. If if you feel like you can't remember it. Like, I didn't watch one. I don't think the game, like, the plot's that. I, I felt like I didn't remember all the, everything I should. But if you feel like you can't remember everything that, that happened or you want to recap, mm. I would say the one in the game's okay as sort of a jo- I watched it and it jogged my memory enough. For, for someone who I I can remember yeah. all the baseline. But if you're really like, fuck, I can't remember anything that happened in that game. I haven't thought about it for years. I would say probably go invest in watching something a bit. A bit longer. A bit longer, yeah. Featuring more trolls, yeah. Yeah, featuring more trolls. Then you can appreciate. Maybe. Um, the, tro- the troll bit. 
<laughs> the last thing I'll say, I guess, is also so um not for me but the this has been talked about obviously the accessibility features are like again for um it's very great to see all that stuff like there is just a shit ton in here i feel and i feel like it's all like i want to give naughty dog all the credit because other people have done it but i feel like naughty dog really like with the last of they the stuff, got the so, ball rolling yeah they really because this game is just it's it's that level of just you can customize nearly everything in the game i feel um and then maybe they didn't get the ball rolling but they got like sped it up significantly yeah yeah um, and then, like, visuals performance-wise, the game, to me, looks slightly better than what I remember the the first one looking like. But that's, like, the first game's fucking amazing-looking game that has all these big levels and open areas and whatever else. And this game's exactly the same. So um, I'm surprised it looks as good as it does for a... Um, it's not a fully linear game. I mean, there are, like, the first... Basically, the preview embargo sort of rules or whatever... I can talk more about, but again, I can't because I just don't want to spoil things. But there are like the first realm you go to is like uh, the dwarf realm. I can't remember the name, but the it's similar to. Do you remember the first game when the first time you get the boat and you go into the the area where the snake or whatever is, and you're yep. sort of free to start fucking around. The and world doing, serpent, yes. The world serpent. You're sort of free to start like uh, you can go explore areas and maybe yep. do some side activities. So that sort of area, um, very similar. It's water, boat. It's a very yep. beautiful area. So it is, there is an w- open world element to the game. Maybe not all the worlds. Uh, that's the thing. Like I can't say like every realm's going to be the same. But, because No, but like the central. Yeah. Well- Homeworld. No. There is no. a homeworld okay. that's different. So there is a hub area, like, where you're coming back to speak to your companions, but it's it's different to the first, to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the, but that, like, I, I done everything I could in that area. Um, even though I was like, I was like, I've got, the embargo is like, not until, what, November 3rd, 4th, something like that. I don't remember. And I got it late. Mm. But also, I was having a lot of fun. Like, I could have, it does that whole thing where you pull in on the boat and it's like, Atreus is literally like, hey, there's the main quest. It's literally 100 meters away that way. Or look at all the shit over there. And I was like, oh, no, this place <laughs> looks pretty fun. That shit looks pretty cool. That shit looks pretty cool. But I didn't have that for the first game because I actually thought that area looked... Just, I don't know. Maybe it's just, just the setting or just like it didn't look as fun to explore for me or, or something. Like I did a few areas and then eventually I was like, oh, I'm just going to go do the main quest. Whereas this one, I was having so much more... Um, I just enjoyed looking around this area a lot more. And it is like, it's a, it's a green area too. Like it's a, it's not like, um, it doesn't look like crap. And, um, there's one really cool side <laughs> quest in here, um, that they did say, do not mention this, what happens in this side quest. And I can understand why, but, um, it's, uh, very cool worth seeing that through. Um, yeah, but so visually very beautiful, all these details. I'm constantly looking at Kratos's beard going, fuck this, <laughs> like the hair particles and stuff like that. So it looks really good. Um, the, Two settings you'll have on, this is stuff Ash doesn't care about, but the two settings you'll have on normal TV. So you have the 60 frames per second uh, performance mode, which I feel like is these are just the standard for all PS5 games now, I feel. You've got 60 seconds performance mode, and then you've got the 30 frames per second, um, the visual one that runs at 4K fully. However, if you have a 2.1 HDMI enabled TV like I do, um, you get access to two other modes. So you get access <gasps> to a 120 frames per second mode. And the one I've spent the majority of the time playing on, which is actually a 40, 40 frames per second at 4K mode. So I... 40 frames seems weird. 
Well, it's just because usually you can only because it's it's locked at thirty and four four K on normal TV, so it's just they they get that extra ten they can get that extra ten frames and still lock the it at extra four. ten frames a second. Yep, squish them in there, squish them in there. That's right. I would say the game feels the best playing if you have access at either the sixty or one hundred twenty. One hundred twenty feels fucking insane, super smooth, and everything like that. Mm. If I was trying to play this game on the hardest difficulty. Playing on that feels so good, makes combat like obviously easier slightly because of the the blocking and. So what like, you're saying is more frames makes the game easier. Yeah, sure. The but I've spent. I the mean, majority- that's literally what you're saying. <laughs> it does. It, I mean, to a degree, it makes it easier. But the 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 one I, I spent the most time playing on because again, like this is a very cinematic game. I actually sort of like want it to look good. I want so if. I would almost just play it at 30, 30 frames, 4K if I didn't, like, if that was the option between that and 60. Um, it, and it feels okay. But that extra 10 frames, again, Ash is just like, this is gibberish, mate. It's fucking, he's trying not to laugh. For people who care, that extra 10 frames, if you have access, I, I think the, the 40 frames at 4K mode, uh, feels really fucking good. Uh, and you still get the full 4K resolution. So, if you have access to that, that's sort of my... That, that's probably the way I'm just going to keep playing the game. I think it feels really good as someone who's... Yeah. I'm looking for the... I, I, I want the full visual fidelity in in, a, in this game, but that extra 10 frames does feel like it's substantially better than the 30, so... Wow, Gotham Knight screwed up. They should have got stuck <laughs> another extra 10 frames in. Well, I, I don't want to shit talk that about... That would have kept people happy. <laughs> I don't know how that... Don't get me started on that game. Um... <laughs> Got any like random questions or anything that you like think I might be able to answer or anything like that? But. Uh, <clears throat> nothing super strange to mind. What's the like skill tree element? Does it feel like it's rewarding? Uh, collectibles. Yeah, so I've actually done pretty good with the collectibles so far. I've found like a shit ton. So you've got Odin, Odin's, uh, Odin's Ravens are back. There's still a lot mm. ton of those to find. Similar to the first game, you'll hear them. And I'm, I'm, I feel like it's a testament to how good my headphones are because I'm constantly hearing them, like, sort of, like, I'll be walking around and I'll hear, like, ah, you know, some whatever stupid noise they make and I'll, I'll get those. Tickle! Yeah, some shit like that. That's what Raven sound like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, then you've got, like, random artif- artifacts, law books, like, uh, if there's stuff, if you want to dive into, like, the, you know, other random gods and um, sort of Norse yeah. mythology or sort of stuff, of Norse mythology, there's, yeah. there's a whole bunch of like stuff you can pick up as collectibles and and you can read like those entries and stuff like that. So there, there's definitely a lot more here for that, for people who care. Um, skill tree, <clears throat> skill tree and everything works the same as the first game. So you get XP after every battle and then the, the upgrades will cost like 500 points or, you know, whatever stuff like that. So you can upgrade uh the axe and the the chains and then atreus's uh has like similar sort of upgrades to the first game again where it's like oh he'll um hold enemies for longer or you know like stuff Mm. like that that he just just does on himself um all of those you upgrade and then like the ones that gate the gate keep locked behind like um you have to upgrade the axe or the the chains to like its next level and to get them to the next level that's where you have to find like particular materials that are usually hidden yep. in chests off the beaten path so if you do just rush the game you probably won't get to upgrade your weapons much because you other than maybe a handful they give you on main quest lines that are with chests mm. directly in front of you i feel like you'll miss a lot of them um and there's also like a lot of um i've done a bunch of optional side quest boss fights just like again exploring that 
that that open area and stuff like that and they give you uh, a bunch of rewards materials to upgrade your weapons your armor you know all that sort of stuff uh as well i haven't i haven't looked if you can this i can't i think in the first game you could dismantle the only thing i'm worried about again is like if i use material you could dismantle stuff i haven't actually looked to see if i could do that to like i think you could yeah yeah because i haven't i i could definitely like at the moment like the set of armor i've got on i could probably put a bunch more materials into it upgrading it a bit but i'm trying to do that thing i usually do in games like this where i i sort of upgrade it yeah and then maybe if i'm getting my ass handed to myself like too hard then i'm like maybe i need to upgrade my arm or a weapon a bit more but i get so scared of just committing every resource i have into one thing and then armor um, thing because then you'll pick up another then you pick up something that's so much better yeah exactly so i'm not um no that's understandable yeah uh how does <laughs> atreus play in this is it much the same as the first one improvement? Uh, I feel like he's basically this. I feel like he's slightly smarter, I guess, but I don't feel like mm. it's much different to the, the first game. The, in combat, he will. I, and again, I've played the first one since like for ages, but release. <laughs> he will do a lot more and it feels better than the first one where, you know, so an enemy's coming at you from behind because of the whole fixed camera angle, you know, one shot thing that they're doing again. I don't know if I should have mentioned that, but I'm sure everyone knows. Uh, the, mm. you'll see like a little symbol saying like, it'll go like orange to red when an enemy's about to hit you from behind. But he will also yell like behind you, like, and all that sort of stuff. So it feels like he's doing quite well or, or so will, um, Mimir. Mimir, who's uh, along for the journey as well. Um, one of them will yell out. So the game feels like it does a good job of both visually and then audibly, sort of like the characters are making aware. But yeah, Atreus is like auto-attacking enemies. Once you get those upgrades, he'll um, jump on them, like stun them, grab them, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then you can just press square to do his like more powerful arrow shots. And he always attacks the enemy that you're... I've never seen him not shoot the one I want him to shoot. Like, if I'm attacking yeah. one, I'm like, fucking shoot the one I'm attacking, not the one <laughs> behind me sort of thing. I'm like, I want this one dead. Um, combat, I'm playing on just normal difficulty, of course. I feel like yeah. for the first... The majority of enemies for, like, the first five hours, not super tough. There are, there's, a, like, a handful of boss fights that feel... Not, like, straight-up mini-bosses with, a like, a, a, a thing at the top of the screen with, like, a name or anything. But they're definitely stronger than your standard enemies. And they've got, like, a shit ton of health for you have to wear them down. It doesn't feel, like, super hard. But at the same time, it is definitely, like, you can't just button-mash your way to... You'll, you'll just die if you just try and button-mash. You still have to, like, block and dodge out of the way of certain attacks. You'll, <coughs> you'll lose a lot of health pretty quickly. But then there was an enemy type uh, introduced more recently where stuff got a lot harder like so i can see the game like particular stuff that again like uh, stuff i haven't seen in the first game like just different enemy types and stuff so yeah um but it has like four or five difficulty settings you know like the usual sort of like story mode equivalent where i'm sure it's like yeah piss easy then like a easy mode where it's still like you could die i guess and then normal and hard and you want to fucking hate your life hard, you know? Like. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you're excited to keep playing? Yeah, for sure. I was up to... Is it, is it something you're looking to platinum? 
I don't know, because it's the stupid collectibles and shit. It's the same reason I didn't do it yeah. in the first place. I was just like, by the time I started, ravens. at some point I, I did start like going around trying to collect the ravens. I was like following a guide or whatever. And then I was just like, I'm bored with this. And I just couldn't be bothered going back and doing yeah. it. So who knows? Maybe I just get lucky. And like, as I said, like, I feel like yeah, I'm if fighting. you got like 90% of the rangers. By myself or something. I'd be like, yeah, hell yeah. Um, I bet you I'm saying this where I'm like, I feel like I'm getting so many ravers. And then like, I'll get to the end of the game. You'll look I'll, at I'll the end, like 30 <laughs> of 160. Yeah, so it'll be something like that. I'll be like, damn, I really thought I was doing so well. <laughs> I know I did like, I did just clear an area where like, um, and I'm assuming that the collectible is only for this particular, um, the, the area I was in or whatever. And I got like 13 out of 14. I was like, I missed one, but also 13 out of 14. I'm like, I'm 30. Like, I'm pretty happy with, with that. Like, knowing there was only mm. one to go back there and find, hopefully. So, I would just love, just give me, at the end of the game, just give me a fucking thing where I can just, I don't have to, I hate following guides. It's just so, I just hate like scrolling, you know, like constantly having to look back and forth between a phone and stuff. I'd much mm. rather just the game give me a, you know, like an item that I can just, like, Isn't a Isn't there like source. some sort of system inside the PlayStation 5 that will give you. I mean, if it wants to tell me where all the collectibles are, <laughs> yes, I would love that. I'm totally down for that. I'm totally for that. Um, but yes, that is God of War Ragnarok. It is out, what did I say before? So, uh, November 9th. The spoiler, uh, the spoiler slash, no, not the spoiler embargo. The review embargo is November 3rd or 4th, one of those two uh, days. So either way, the, you're not hearing more about the game for another. A while, yeah. A, a while, yeah, so. But yeah, I'll try and um, smash for it, I guess. Try well, Depends how much more distracted I guess by side quests. But I'm also like, I'm enjoying this stuff, so. <laughs> I'm like, do I want to play it properly or do I just want to try and smash for it? It's hard. Yeah. Bring it up. Well, let's talk about a few news stories for this week. I only got a couple because, to be honest, PlayStation's news cycle this week was... Got a world previews all up, boom, 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 and then yeah, nothing else much happened. First thing I do, oh, I do want to quickly mention right before <laughs> we started recording, I did pre-order the DualSense Edge. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you need to pre-order it. I did it just in case. I feel like the PlayStation scored me. I just like everything's just so hard to get these days. I don't know. So yeah, I think. <clears throat> I think there will be ones readily available because people are being put off by the price. Possibly. I've, like, already seen Twitter this morning. Like, there's a small blow-up of people like, what, $320 for a controller? That's crazy. They announced a price weeks ago whenever they announced it. Or- they didn't announce Australian price. Didn't they? Okay. No, but, but I mean, there was conversions. Those of us in the know could do the, the conversions the, the and that man. kind of stuff. Yeah. So we kind of had an idea that, you know, it was going to cost this much. But it is not a cheap investment, but, you know. No. If you're a dedicated PlayStation player and love the back buttons and want the best possible version of the DualSense. I mean, the, the Xbox Pro Elite controller is like 300 bucks. 250. Well. Isn't it? 250. I thought it was more. It was closer For the rate. most elite one is okay. what I saw. Really? I thought it was like two. Or maybe it's gone down in price. Maybe at launch it was more or something. I swear that was like 299 at launch. I feel like I pulled this from the Xbox site. Okay. Yeah. Could be. Um, so yeah, it is the either, series two. Yeah. Either way, it is a bit more expensive. And that's sort of the main contention point, I guess, that people have with it. The fact that Xbox One's cheaper, but yeah, is what it is. Anyway, I pre-ordered it. Um, it's not out until early January, of course, but 
um, if I see it somewhere else cheaper and it's going to be readily available, I can always just cancel it. I did that thing where I'm like, just in case, I will put my money down. So I will have DualSense uh, for, for... And actually, by the time it comes out early January, after we take like a, a, a couple-week break or, or whatever, it probably work out we'll be like the first or second episode back next year or we'll be uh, talking about DualSense Edge. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, PlayStation, if you want to send us some... If you want to send me one to play over the holiday break ahead of January's release date... Shout out to your boy. Okay. I know you're listening. To make sure I didn't spoil anything from God of War. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first proper news story. So PlayStation Lifestyle writes, is Parasite Eve being revived by PlayStation? Do you know what Parasite Eve is, Ash? It's a game. Yep. PlayStation oh, game, right? Smashed it. Square Enix recently filed a trademark that has, been, uh, has fans hoping for the revival of the beloved PlayStation series Parasite Eve. The action role playing horror video games have not seen... That's why you don't like it. I don't know what it is. Uh, horror games has not been seeing new entries since 2011, but that hasn't stopped fans, including us, from keeping fingers crossed for a new game. Um, as pointed out by Gamatsu, uh, Simbo Bionis Genesis, described as the merging of two separate organisms to form a new single organism, uh, is the concept basis of the 1995 novel Parasite Eve, which was later turned into a series of video games for PlayStation platforms by none other than Square Enix. Um... Which is interesting because PlayStation, or sorry, Square Enix recently trademarked something called Symbiogenesis. Um, so this is where all the the fan theory speculation come from. I'd be totally down. I think this is a, a franchise. So the last one, 2011, I actually got the collector's edition for. It was a PSP game, uh, Parasite Eve, third birthday. Uh, it was a third person entry. That was the last one. So why did you give me that look? What is it? PSP? Come on. You should talk Why about do PSP? PSP games have collector's editions? That's what I'm asking. Like, what was in the P- Parasite Eve PSP collector's edition? Uh, art book? And, like, one of those small ones? You know, like the, the rectangle sort of... Was it bigger than the actual case of the game? Uh, yeah, ju- I would, yeah, it would have been just, yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct, it would have been. I mean, like, it was it was in a box, like a, a, rect- like a, a box, and then inside the box was... It's no different than, like, Nintendo Switch collector's editions. Inside, you get the yeah, game. Nintendo get- Switch is, like... A massive console. Why is she talking to PSP? What the fuck's wrong with you? Anyway, uh, Parasite Eve, I'd be totally down. It's a very cool franchise uh, that sort of just mm. disappeared out of nowhere. I presume because they put the last entry on the PSP and they were like, why didn't this sell a million copies? I was like, well, could you put it on the fucking PSP? Like, you, you know. <laughs> um, It'd be cool. How's it going to tie into Bong Joon-ho's film? No. No, that's not right. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's yes, he did make a movie, but no, it's not related to this at all. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. Um, the Parasite. I was talking about Parasite, yes, the Academy Award winning film Parasite. Uh, the, you, you could probably see my brain. Took you way too long to figure that out. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, I would love to see also, because I spent the last couple of weeks complaining about, or whenever it was the week, saying not enough uh, PS1 classic games, but the Parasite mm. Eve. Put the, put, I've seen some calls, you know, because Square Enix do, has has done a solid job of like putting classic ports out mm. for their games. So like, put out the classic port, let people spend their money on it, or put it on classic. PS Plus classics, or deluxe, whatever, whichever tier. It's hard to keep up. Um, talking about that though, let me just pull ahead uh, this one. PS Plus Extra Premium slash Deluxe here in Australia users can no longer see games when leave service, writes PlayStation Lifestyle. This is a bit weird, weird decision, but they write, I still have changed my by Sony has removed the ability to see PS Plus Extra slash Deluxe games expiry dates. 
This year was first highlighted by Twitter user PS5 Play underscore and Push Square, who noted that while the last chance to play tab is still in play, place to warn users which games are about to leave the service, we can no longer see the exact dates when games will be removed. It's unclear if this was a deliberate change or yet another PS Store glitch that Sony will quietly fix. I would hope it's a glitch because that's odd. I don't know why you would um. I don't know why they would choose to get rid of the the date. Xbox makes it very evident when games are leaving and gives you plenty of time to uh, purchase them with the 20% off discount and all that sort of stuff. I, f- I feel like not showing when a game's leaving is making it harder for people to potentially spend money and be like, oh, fuck, I'm like halfway through this game. Actually, no, I'll just buy it now or, you know, like something like that. I, so I don't know why you would get rid of the expiry, the expiry date. It seems odd. And then finally, shout out if you want some Horizon Forbidden West tying uh, clothes, ASOS or ASOS, I don't know how you say it. Anyway, uh, that uh, clothing company slash website. Uh, and t- PlayStation have teamed up to release an exclusive collection of Horizon Forbidden West designed uh, unisex streetwear. Uh, this is available in Australia. So unlike most of these games slash clothing things that happen where then some reason they never become available in Australia or you have to pay you have uh, to pay the exact same amount in shipping, in shipping to get them here. Yes. Uh this one is actually available and you can get free shipping even because by the time you pay <gasps> for any of this stuff it costs a fucking arm and a leg. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> it's released under Villa Games merchandise brand Horizon Raw Materials, which I didn't know was a thing they'd done. But anyway, it ranges from shirts to joggers, all sorts of other things. Uh, they're still all up as of recording. Prices range from $52 to $152. So um, check out any of that. If you are a big Horizon fan and you want some, I don't know, there's tracksuits track suits and stuff, basically. I don't know. The only thing I would potentially purchase is like maybe, yeah, like a tracksuit or something just to like chill around home. But the rest of this shit, I'm like... I would not wear that in public. <laughs> yeah, that's not, not my style. No way. There's, there's some really like wild shit in here, but you know, you do. You, you do. Although I'm pretty sure I saw Kieran just post. Yeah, he he can probably selfie. he can probably get away with it. He can he can get away with it. Yeah, I would like that. There's a there's a sweatshirt that has like comic book parts on it. I'd probably go for that or shirts, but mm. there's also this just this very wild um like blue all over print thing that i'm like that is just that's too much for me personally but anyway there's uh some if you like horizon you can purchase that stuff and i'll do it for this week's episode of platinum explosion of course leave us any comments questions concerns uh you can if you've got questions about god of war you want me to talk about i guess like when the review embargo is up like but aren't spoiler related i can answer those um, next week or something um, do all that tweet explosionnetwork.com slash twitter takes you to all the twitters explosionnetwork.com slash discord takes you to discord so you can uh, talk to us on either of those places and if you like this episode and thought it was worth a dollar head on over to explosionnetwork.com slash support to buy us a coffee help support this show help support explosionnetwork.com and until next week remember every trophy counts 